Let's bring this deathly cold meeting into session. This is chapter two of my newly published novel, Death Chill, which can be purchased on Amazon as an ebook, paperback, and hardcover. And I'm also working on having it available as an audiobook. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode Death Chill. Written by Portia Aubrey, narrated by Portia Aubrey. Chapter 2. Movies, Memories, and Masks. Oh hey guys, come in, I say as I wave my friends in. Let's get some ice cream, popcorn, chocolate, soda, and cookies, sit in front of the TV, and watch a movie, Samuel says, full of energy. What should we watch, she asks, grabbing the soda from the fridge. How about a horror movie, Hawkeye says walking into my kitchen and grabbing the popcorn. How about comedy? Lucas suggests, grabbing the chocolate. Ooh, how about one of the scary movies? Uh, Samuel squeals, grabs the ice cream and bounces on the couch. How about scary movie one? I recommend, grabbing the cookies and joining my friends on the couch. Yes! They all yell together. I've probably seen this movie over a million times. But that's only because it's my favorite movie out of the entire Scary Movie series. Anne's favorite is Scary Movie 4. Oh yeah, that's right. Anne's still not with us. I wonder how she's doing. I wish she were here. She always brings a little extra light in an already fairly lit room. I hope that she's okay. I hope that she's going to be here tomorrow. Especially since all of us agreed to walk to school together all year. Hey, Lexus, where's Destroy? Guy asks, noticing how quiet my house is. They're hanging out with their friends. As for my parents, they call- they were called in late. I answer, tossing my popcorn into my mouth and chugging some soda. Too bad. They, were o- they always bring a little extra excitement and, well, danger to our movie nights, she laughs, mixing the chocolate, ice cream, cookies, popcorn, and soda in a little bowl and downs it. I would say that's disgusting, but they're pretty good separately, so might as well mix them, then pass them. Pass me some, Hawkeye says, reaching for she's bowl. You guys are weird, Lucas cringes, shaking his head at them. We're halfway through the movie now, and I can tell that Samuel just really wants to talk about boys, but he knows the rules. No talk about boys until the movie is over. It's in order to give the other boys a fighting chance against all the girly talks. If my memory serves me right, Samuel realized he was gay about a week after his 12th birthday. We had a new set of twins enter our class, both fairly good-looking, and the girl had a huge crush on Samuel. They actually dated, although Samuel enjoyed spending more time around her brother. Once they went to the beach as a group and Samuel saw the boy with his shirt off and he just lost it. His whole body was as red as his girlfriend was sunburned. The next day, he broke up with his girlfriend, of course making his new crush hate him. A week later, he tried to ask him out and was badly rejected. That night, he ate three tubs of ice cream and watched about six seasons of Friends. Completely defying time. He switched classes two weeks later because of all of the bullying rumors. The movie is over. Samuel instantly turns to me, smiles, and says, Julian. Here we go. She says, rolling his eyes as he grabs Lucas and pulls him away. Save yourself, he whispers to him. What do you mean? What's going on? Lucas asks with fear for his life in his voice and looking around. Boy talk, 
Samuel squeals with the third most high-pitched voice I've ever heard him squeal in. How bad can it be? Lucas shrugs, watching Samuel take hot kine upstairs to my bedroom. It's your funeral. I'll grab some more sweets for them, she says, pulling Lucas back inside and heads for the kitchen. By the time Lucas gets upstairs, we're already wearing face and hair masks and sitting down in a circle holding pillows. I don't even know how this happened. She starts walking into the room with two bowls full of candy. How bad can it be? He says. She says in a mockery voice towards Lucas. I can't do this. I can do this. Lucas says, motivating himself to join us. She sets down the bowl beside us and Lucas grabs and grabs Lucas to go put on hair masks and put a hair mask in Lucas's hair since she's hair is too short. Once they're done, they join us on the ground and she hands Lucas a pillow. I don't even know where all these pillows came from. Samuel turns to me once again, with a smile reaching up to his eyebrows. How is that even physically possible? Julian Barber. His eyes are so beautiful, I could just drown by staring into them, Hawkeye says, clasping her hands together. He has nice hair, I add with a shrug. His clothes were probably my favorite, she mentions, taking a handful of mini Snickers. Maybe for you, but honestly, none of his clothes matched, Samuel exclaims with a very gossipy tone. He had cool earrings, Lucas says nervously, clearly still fearing for his life. Smashed bass guitars? Samuel raises an eyebrow. Yeah, they're pretty cool. A bead of sweat goes down the side of Lucas's head. Oh boy, Lucas says, rolling his eyes. What? Lucas asks. He's completely unaware of how much of a bad idea it is to get Samuel into the talk of clothing. Not today, guys, Samuel says, looking down with his eyes closed. Looks as though he's doing his best to hold himself back, though. Aw, oh, man, Hawkeye mutters in disappointment. What? What was going to happen? Lucas asks, voice cracking half the words. It's better if you don't know, she scratches the back of his neck. So, Samuel, do you have your eye on anybody? I turn and ask Samuel. There's his 10th grade... There's this 10th grade boy I've only seen in the halls. I never even said a word to him, though. Samuel exclaims in a surprisingly calm manner as he licks the inside of an Oreo. Do you at least know his name? Lucas questions, devouring an eat more bar. I know that his last name is Vixen, Samuel mumbles as he attempts to recall his name. I think I've heard that name before, Hawkeye mentions, staring at she. I'm guessing you mean Griffin Vixen. She focuses on Amara's bar. A bit of jewel escapes his mouth. What were his powers again? Hawkeye turns to me and asks if I would know. I've never even heard of him. He's a quick reader and learner. His other powers is that he can turn anything he reads into, into reality. She answers without missing a beat. It's really cool to see him reading in person. The words just start flying into his eyes. What would be your guys' ideal date? Lucas interrupts. I guess that he really wants to be part of the conversation. Eat dinner in my room and just cuddle, Hawkeye replies nonchalantly. Go to the movies, watch a horror movie or something. Then after the movie, play in the arcade while eating Froyo and other sweets. She adds as he shovels several recesses down his throat. A nice candlelit dinner under the stars, Samuel fantasizes, 
holding his hands up to his heart. Mine would definitely be a rock concert, Lucas says when he then turns to me. What about you, Lexus? I don't really know. It mainly depends on what mood I'm in. I guess currently I'd say either going to a tea, sweet, or video game cafe. Or swimming or skating. I list off a few things. I don't really have an ideal date that I'd love to go on. Who do you think should pay then? Lucas asks as he grabs a handful of Sour Patch Kids and attempts to catch them with his mouth as he throws them into the air. Well, you see, for my relationships, I'd rather have a race and the loser pays. That's That way one can let the other win, I mentioned. Relationship goals, except without the running, Samuel yells. His rises and lowers like a roller coaster as he speaks. What time is it? Hawkeye asks, looking around at all of us. Ten o'clock, I think, she responds. Wow, time went by quick, Lucas says, wide-eyed in amazement. That's the power of boy talk, Samuel says, with his hands on his hips and a proud look on his face. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Hawkeye turns to us and asks. What? Lucas asks, completely lost. Sleepover! Everyone else yells. It looks like Lucas was about to have a heart attack. Everyone looks like the bowl full of about 30 different kinds of candy, then and then at each other. All of a sudden, they tackle the bowl and grab several armfuls of candy. I just sit there in horror, watching chocolate bars and warhead sodas fly everywhere. Dozen toys are supposed to be the ones that make this much destruction. Good to see that they will always be with us. Once all of the danger was done and over with, they looked at they all looked at me and saw that I didn't grab anything. They all smiled at me and handed me a handful of the candies and drinks from their piles. I can't help but f- but f- feel grateful for my friends in this moment. I can't believe that I thought they were better without me. I hope this will never end. I love you guys. I whisper with a calm smile on my face, and they bring me in for a huge bear hug. The end. And that is everything for this week's episode. You can purchase the novel on Amazon, link in description, or link in bio for Instagram listeners. Now, let's get into today's symbolism story. Light blue surrounds me, relieving me from this battle of black. It's like a breath of fresh white air. No longer the strangling of dark gray or green. Now only bright red engulfs me from the inside out. The exact opposite of the dark red and black that I was basically attached to all this time. I will take some time to allow my mentality turn brown and my emotions become pink before I go back into the bludgeoned battlefield that is perceived as light green. I will go over what that scene means in the beginning of the next episode, so be sure to keep an eye out. Check out my newly published novel on Amazon called Death Chill, link in the description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Discord server in the description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Instagram at creativewriting underscore club. Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. Let's bring this chilly death of a meeting to an end.